0: Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to the episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. What a bummer this week, man. We lose Eddie Van Halen, a fellow V-Dub owner, and uh, one of the world's greatest guitarists, if not the greatest guitarist, and the soundtrack of our youth. So instead of a moment of silence, we're going to appreciate Van Halen by listening to one of their songs before the podcast gets started. So sit back, turn it up, and enjoy with Van Halen. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. What would be the ultimate thing would be to track down that bug that he used to have and uh, and get some of the history. And maybe I might do a Let's Talk Dope special and get you the story on it. But speaking of story and how it all ties together, uh, Eddie Van Halen was uh, grew up in Pasadena, California, which is just outside of the San Fernando Valley. And that ties into this week's podcast. But we'll get to that in just one minute. We are one week away from the Let's Talk Dubs one crazy weekend here in Las Vegas, Nevada. All you guys in Southern California, Arizona, Utah, all around us, within the sound of my voice, get your butt down here to Las Vegas for a weekend of driving fun. Kicks off with a strip cruise on Friday night. After the strip cruise, we kick it at the hotel, hang out, rooms are discounted, and everybody gets to get uh, acquainted with one another. Then Saturday during the day, There's a Vegas day cruise from 10 to two, get to see some of the sites in Vegas, find some super cool photo ops, and we will be having a photographer with the group, and then go back to the hotel. Take a little rest, get you something to eat, try your luck on the tables, and then at five o'clock starts the Let's Talk Dubs Poker Run. That's right, the Let's Talk Dubs Poker Run, where you'll run to five different locations here in Las Vegas, you'll get a poker card. Everybody comes back to the Orleans Hotel Casino, we get back to the hotel, everybody turns their cards in, cards are verified, and one lucky winner is going to win 1500 bucks cash money for the Pokerun Prize. And we're not doing one. Second place gets $300. bucks. 3rd place gets 200 bucks. So it pays to play. Come here to Las Vegas this next weekend. Coming up, you got one week left. Tell your friends with their sorry excuses to get in the car. We're going to Vegas. So I look forward to seeing a bunch of you guys out here next weekend. Uh... Now, back to this week's podcast. This week's podcast, as you guys know, last week, I was in California. While I was in California, I happened upon a chop-top bug. So, here's the quick little story behind it. When I was doing the podcast with Tori Alonzo, we were talking and reminiscing about cars of the 80s, and I mentioned that one of my favorite cars was the car in the uh, Valley Boys feature in the 1989 Hot VW's How to Customize Your Volkswagen, and he said, dude, that car's available. I said, really? He said, yeah, just hook up with Bob Daniels. He'll he'll get you the info to the owner. So I called Bob up right away. I'm like, Bob, what's the story? He's like, dude, I've been talking to Jim for a while, Jim Motta, the owner of the car. Uh, he's game to sell, here's the deal. I said, cool, give me his number. I got his number a couple weeks ago. I called Jim, we worked out a deal over the phone. Sight unseen, I like the car that much. So I go down to California, pick up the car, to, it didn't even start, had a blown out tire, everything. I just eased it up on the trailer. A lot of you guys saw the video. If you didn't see the video, go to YouTube, go to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Dubs, and check out the video of grabbing that car. And uh, needless to say, the car is now in my possession. So when you guys get here for the weekend next week, you'll get to see that car, the world famous Chopped Bug. Actually, the name of that car on the license plate was Chop Rod, or the name was the name on the plate, the California uh, white plates. And uh, you'll be able to see that car live and direct here. A pivotal moment in history in Volkswagens. Now, how does that tie into the podcast? Well, this car was built by Scott Gildner. Scott Gildner? Who's Scott Gildner, you ask? Scott Gildner was out of San Fernando Valley. He was one of the young, up-and-coming painters in the valley. And all the dudes that were in San Fernando Valley, that were anybody, were getting their cars painted by Scott Gildner. Uh, Scott Gildner painted Bob Daniels' car. He painted Aaron Cowan's car. Uh, he painted quite a few cars, not to mention some of his own. Well, what makes this car so special, to me at least, is besides the fact that I was in love with it, some of the backstory I found out is this was actually Scott's daily driver. He built this for himself, and you'll find out in the podcast why he sold this car. Now, anybody who was anybody in the San Fernando Valley that wanted a Volkswagen painted and wanted it done nice, you went to Scott. Scott was hooking up the homies with some low-cost paint jobs, and he's all self-taught. Uh, he had a heavy street rod style, and because of San Fernando Valley, a lot of hot rods in that area, that's where the style of scallops and uh, flames and a lot of that stuff started to come in versus what they were doing down in Orange County with uh, some of the DKP look and the street race look and that that type of thing. So. Painted to, went, painted to match wheels. Uh, a lot of the hot rod influence, the merge between hot rod and uh, and VW was coming out of the San Fernando Valley. So that's really some of the significance of this car. And and his philosophy was just keep it simple, minim, uh, like a minimalist. And uh, I really enjoyed my opportunity after I bought this car. I beelined it straight. To the San Fernando Valley and met with Scott and did a podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's definitely filled with a lot of really good information and a lot of story. He's uh, known now for building Porsches and uh, he's got some seriously nice hot rods. He does a lot of hot rod work. So he's still out there. You want your car painted by Scott Gildner? He is still in business out there cranking out paint jobs and it's more affordable than you would think it is. And he's got really great style. So uh, if you guys are looking to get your bug painted and you want a little bit of that flair and a little bit of that style, he's even still got the same louver machine. So uh, without any further ado, cats, let's get into this episode of Let's Talk Dubs with Scott Gildner. A Volkswagen is a
1: nice station wagon to have
0: hey uh everybody on today's show as you've seen on instagram this past week uh, i shot down a big bear and i picked up an x cover car that x cover car was connected to several of the cars that were out of san fernando valley area in the late 80s mid to late 80s and early 90s throughout the late 90s and that car is what we refer to now as a scott gildner car so those of you that may not be familiar with who Scott Gildner, is, Scott Gildner, uh, born in uh, Sunland, California, later moved to uh, out here in Northridge. And in the San Fernando Valley in the 80s, he was known for really turning out a bunch of cool paint jobs. He was just one of the young kids that actually had a shop and could do work. And because of that, he was heavily involved in VW scene. so... Uh, On today's show, I want to welcome Scott Gildner to the podcast. Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? So, uh, the car, you know, you're familiar with the car that I have, and actually the car that I purchased, the car on Red VRMs, the Chop Top, was actually your car. It was my car that I built in 87. So, you built the car in 1987, and in in the early 80s, you had a a heavy influence in the VW scene here in the San Fernando Valley. And before we get into that, we always start the podcast with, uh, "What's your VW story?" and how did you get into Volkswagens?
1: Well, I, I my my dad was into cars, so I, I was he was into old cars, hot rods, and stuff. And a friend of mine that I went to school with in Sunland, he uh, his parents were divorced, and his his dad lived in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. So we just go down there like every other weekend because it's dad lived on the water and had a boat so we go down there and five six of us and have fun sleep over and take the boat out that's when i first seen my first lowered volkswagen yeah and how and and that was like 1975 and so you're just a young young Young, kid right and and i was like oh that's i gotta have one of those. First, The first one I ever saw was a black oval. It had alloys on it. And it was oh, going down yeah. Beach Boulevard. Like perfect. perfect yeah, it was poly- like, you know, like and, you know, and I was like a 15-year-old kid. And I was like, that was it. <laughs>
0: and now, now, how did you get So you're well-known today for uh, paint body work in, like, the Porsche world, the hot rod mm-hmm. world, and the VW world. How did you make the decision to get into paint body and auto body and all that yeah.
1: stuff? Well, after I got my first car, I... I had no money. So I had to, I figured it out on my own to how to paint cars. I just and you're
0: chasing that vision of that black oval in your head, right. like I'm building a car like that. Exactly. And so, of all the things, probably the most expensive thing. But, I mean, mechanical stuff, a lot of us VW guys, we get into doing the mechanical stuff because it's not super complicated. So we can figure that out fairly well. Right. But the paint and body always right. seems to be of, of the teen years. That's the hardest, hardest thing to.
1: I just was like a natural at it. You know, I just started. So, are you're completely self
0: taught at paint and body yeah, work?
1: Yeah, totally self taught. Never. You never worked for another shop or nope. any that kind of stuff. Never. Really. I, back in the in about 80, 86, I worked for Gene Winfield for a week. You know, I had my shop, and he he was real busy, and he wanted me to help him. That's the only person I've ever worked for. And how was
0: it working for Gene Winfield?
1: Out of control. There was like, you know, it was like working in. Three feet of dirt and dog shit everywhere, <laughs> and, and uh, so a lot of people don't know. A lot of the VW guys that don't know, Gene Winfield is like a
0: a, a really famous hot rod painter. That's been custom, around. yeah, he's a custom car builder. Custom car he's builder done a lot of
1: movie cars and you know chop tops. He's, he's a, still he, alive. He's 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 probably ninety, around ninety. Yeah, I still talk to him every once in a while. What he was known for was kind of that the fade paint yeah, job, right? Yeah, like yeah he was into fade paint jobs, and you know he's he's a very talented man. And he's was he near, nearby here? Yeah, he. He had a shop in Canoga Park. It was on Eaton Street in Canoga Park. And so he,
0: how did he find you? He just came by the shop. Saw, saw uh, no, Skid I knew Street. him.
1: I went over there, and I was talking to him. And then he had my phone number, and we just kind of. And he called me one day, and, but I couldn't. He wanted me to work for him permanently. I couldn't take it you because know. it's just, it's just an unorganized yeah. chaos. Right. When I went back to my shop, I was like, oh my god, I was, <laughs> I mean, this is perfect. Why would I ever go there again? And sure. now,
0: so you're in a Volkswagens, obviously. Uh, you know, you see your you see the oval window. You get your first Volkswagen. You start your hand at paint and body, and then all the neighborhood kids like because well, really- and,
1: and I was in when I was in high school in Sunland. There was there was a a Chinese guy his name was David Kong. He had a he had like a copper colored oval window that was lowered, and his his dad owned a body shop in North Hollywood. So that car was like kind of the second influence, you know. It was,
0: so that car you see in It had school. like
1: Porsche wheel, you know, like painted silver Porsche wheels, and it was lowered, and it had a really nice paint job of you know, and it had a built motor.
0: Over here in the Valley, the Valley was a little different than like the beach cities, right? Right, yeah. They, they, laugh,
1: they The beach guys laughed at us. Like you, know? you
0: guys, like we're from the – I'm from the desert, right? I'm from right. Nevada, and, and Vegas, and Arizona guys used to feel like we could never be accepted on par with the California guys. But then it, within <laughs> California, you had the Valley guys yep. – and then the and then the Orange County guys,
1: right? right yeah, we were totally separated. We didn't min- we didn't co-mingle very good. You know, we we used to go to their shows and go, go on their their runs, you know, their rallies and stuff. But they never really talked to us. So they they, they you felt like they kind of, they kind of turn their nose up and you, go like oh yeah. those
0: dudes are from the valley, bro. right? Like you can tell. And were the cars built different, like cars from the Valley were built different than cars from Forest yeah, I mean, County?
1: Seemed, yeah, a little bit. They all have big, big huge motors. You know, that was their big deal. They were like big. It was like the DKP it, They guys. didn't lower their cars that much. You know, They were lowered, but not in the Valley. Everybody had their cars. Were Everybody's really, really on the dirt because dirt. you guys are newer paved streets, a right. lot of but, smooth. But their, their cars were just about, you know, some of them were stock height in the back and lowered in the front.
0: And they were just like straight line performance. So out here in the valley, I mean, you can see that the influence out here seemed to follow a little bit of that hot rod kind of vibe. It, right. It's pretty rich hot rod culture here. Yeah, in the it used valley, to be a right? lot,
1: of, lot of hot rod stuff out here.
0: And so the the VW guys, because you know you did you did Aaron's car, you did Bob Daniel's car, um, you've done a uh, numerous numerous cars. And it's so, I don't
1: remember doing Bob's car at all. I really, do, I don't recollect ever doing it. Really. I kind of remember the scallops doing it but that's it that's all and he told me the other day who I built it for and I, I know the guy I remember him but I don't remember building the car for him
0: <laughs> I mean how, like, how busy were you back in those days like when you were doing the bugs
1: yeah it was a bit yeah it had like I had a smaller shop and I, you know but there was always like 7 8 Volkswagens in there I was doing constantly constantly and and back
0: in the back in the 80s I mean the the work you guys were doing it's a different level of work that they're doing today paint and body work than back in those days Yeah it
1: wasn't you know it was a lot quicker. You know. it, it was
0: a lot more filler, a lot less metal work.
1: Right. Yeah, and we weren't. Yeah, it just seemed. You get it close enough, you're good to go. Right. We could paint a car in a couple of weeks, and it, it seems simple back then. Now it's a whole process where it takes six months to paint a car.
0: And and the the, the level of the level of finish has has increased quite a bit. Right. In the automotive industry, and, and what's amazing to me is. At some point, you've got, you've got to get, and I'm thinking it probably comes from your reps, your sales reps and stuff like that, where you're going to get some training, where they're going to say, hey, we've got some new product out, we've got some new clears, some new this, and they give you some.
1: Right, and you just <laughs> keep trying. You just
0: experiment with stuff. Now, back when some of the cars you were doing, you were big into doing the scallops. Right. Where, where does the influence from the scallops
1: come it's from? Just, I don't know. I just came up with it. I did, I did a, some flame jobs first, and then I always wanted to do a scallop job. And then I I had a car that was kind of a beige color, and it needed something extra, so I scalloped it, and that's kind of where it came from. And
0: then once you started doing scallops, I mean, when you showed up at a VW show, there wasn't wasn't guys with scallops there. No, nothing. Because the scallops was kind of, scallops comes from like the hot rod. Yeah, kind
1: of from the 50s-ish, but they were different. The scallops were kind of different back. They were more free-floating scallops that were thinner and just floating on the fender. The ones I were doing on VWs was more like the whole front of the car was painted.
0: Right, yeah. You kind of, you would kind of do kind of an angular, an angular pitch to right, the scallops. Right, right. Yeah, the
1: bottom's longer than the top.
0: And I and I think really you'd use that billboard side of a door to kind of really define the scallops because it's hard to do the scallops on a curved fender and make it look symmetrical.
1: Right. right. So,
0: be beside, you know, doing that stuff. I mean, I know the car that I got from you. Well, the car that I got from Jim that you built originally for yourself, and Jim, who owned the car for years.
1: He, well, Jim Jim bought it for me in 88, and then he, he had it for a while. He sold it to another, another guy in the valley, and then he had it in storage for many years, and then Jim got it back from him.
0: And then well, when you built this car, this car is rag chop, it was known as. Yeah. And was that, that wasn't the plate you had on it. So the, the plate you had on was the black and yellow plate. Yeah, I had a,
1: I had a black and yellow plate.
0: On. So the the first plate that was on it, when it was featured was the the black and yellow. Right, the plate car was plate. in
1: the magazine after after Jim bought it for me.
0: Yeah, so and you weren't really like you were not that focused on you could care less about in a magazine doing shows that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was
1: you know I had little kids and I was, you you're, know, just got married and you know, everybody's was, going
0: to a bikini contests. You're like I don't need to get my right. nuts cut off. I'm going I'm going right. On I'm I wasn't going,
1: going to car I wasn't going to car shows and it was over.
0: So. And then how many cars do you put out before like word starts getting out in the valley and guys just start showing up here? I mean, is it right out of the gate because you're, well, yeah, I did from? a lot of
1: in the like early eighties. I did a lot of probably more VWs then than in the later eighties.
0: And it was, started out mostly like friends from school and stuff like that or people. No,
1: no, because I in my school was in Sunland. I was in, you know, Northridge. It was just people, you, there was, you know, we used to cruise Van Nuys Boulevard. That's Where I met a lot of people, so
0: you'd be out there in your scallop bug, and people be
1: like, Man, who did your paint job? and then you're like, I did but it. Uh, but when it, the first scallop car I did was like 80, 85 or six, so I was already married by then. And so now, so now you're
0: doing it to, before you're doing it for fun stuff, now you're doing it to put food on the table, right? I had
1: a shop, and yeah, and then I just got. And then I got a bigger shop, and then it grew into a monster. And,
0: and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and that whole thing starts to take a toll because everything starts out as like it's your passion, it's your hobby. Then, when things change in your life, like marriage and all those types of things, then things turn into like okay, now I've got to pay the
1: bills. Right, I, I bought a house, and you no know, more then, favors for right. guys. Yeah, I had to start charging money. Right. So then, then I, I the, the Volkswagen thing, there wasn't a lot of money, you know. So I had to get, I more went into the hot rod things. Yeah, VW people are, are are kind of synonymous with trying
0: to save a few bucks because, right back are,
1: then, especially. Yeah, yeah well, because we get
0: into the hobby back then because we can't afford mini trucks because we don't have jobs and we can't make payments or whatever right, the case right. is, and so we buy these old beaters out of somebody's backyard right. for fifty bucks, yeah. build it, and then we're looking for some dude to slap a paint job on it for five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Right, you know? that's
1: how it happened. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and that's that's the evolution of how that comes about. Now as you start painting cars and turning things out, Volkswagens and that kind of stuff, you obviously start to build a name for yourself. And now, we were talking earlier today, you say you don't you don't do any advertising and you've never run out of work and it's always been kind of a word of mouth type thing.
1: Yep. Always, always had work. Some some better than others, but you know, that's right. Time, well, there, yeah. there's,
0: there's all there's always those jobs where I think in the back in the 80s you could look at a car and say, "Yep, 3500 bucks I'll paint it." And right. then, you know, as soon as you get the car back from the blaster, you've got forty seven hundred dollars in metal work and, right
1: you know that type I've, of stuff. I've been broke many times and i've been rich many times and that's kind of the, <laughs> that's,
0: that's the cycle to paint and body guy right exactly like the, and, and looking around your shop i mean you know you've got a super nice nine uh, eleven here and you've got you know
1: pro street uh, pro street uh
0: firebird right there with the that's open. a camaro camaro the the gills in the back.
1: yeah oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the firebirds are smooth
0: wow the, but you got you know Pro streetcars, you got lead sleds, you got 356s, you got kind of a variety of stuff over here at the shop. Plus, I'm, I noticed like I see a lot of machining equipment.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of machinery and metal shaping equipment.
0: And normally, like, body guys don't do a lot of Machining and, and that kind of yeah. tedious work. So I mean, it, it seems really to nice. me that you you straddle quite a
1: few different. Yeah, that's my problem. I have to, I know how to do too many things. So that creates a problem. So you think
0: like instead of doing instead of paying somebody to do it, I can just do it myself. I'll just yeah. I just need the you know five thousand dollars mill right, and I can make it. <laughs> I can make it. that fifty dollar part it. right. Like <laughs> you, you were showing me on the on on rag chop on the the car that's outside. Um, you made the center caps for
1: those BRMs that were... right, the, and I had those repo brm stickers made
0: now when you were when you were building that car you started off building that car for yourself because i wanted to talk, talk about the car a little bit so you, you yeah, built I, that car for yourself
1: well i had the the beige car that had scallops on it i sold it to a kind of a friend of mine for his daughter and he gave me money and the the 65 which was kind of a stock beater was lowered with a had a Weber motor in it and,
0: and then that's w- how what happened to that car
1: which car? The
0: the base, 60 the, the base scout car. I,
1: his daughter had it for a while. She sold it to somebody else, and it ended up burning to the ground. So that, that's what that, I heard.
0: That Gildner car's gone, gone. forever. Yeah, that's gone.
1: <laughs> and and so I had the I had the sixty five, which became the red chop. And it just I got a, I remember I got a new sawzall one day, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try it out and chop this car. <laughs> that's, that's how had, that's how yeah, I swear. That's a, that's a how, pretty bold move. Yeah, I chopped a couple of VWs before that. So I just cut it all up and welded it together. I, I can't find pictures. I had pictures. I don't I, – I think Aaron Kahn might still have some pictures
0: of it. Now, Winfield's known for chopping cars too, right? Correct, yeah. But some sometimes when you see those chops – and I've talked to a couple guys, the, the old school guys do the chops. You're getting back, I wouldn't say, the most refined chop job.
1: Some of them, yeah. But a VW, there's no room for mistake because – you can't lay down the rear window because the the deck lid flows into the window, so you, you got to cut the roof in like six sections. You got a center section, a rear section, and a front section, and then you got all these pieces, you know, in a roof that you got to kind of make. So it's very difficult.
0: And, and it's funny because you know this year coming up, there's the Grand National Roadster Show's got a bunch of cars that are going to be there. A bunch of Volkswagens specifically, sure. and they've asked that uh, that that the red chop would be there. I don't know if it's Red Chop, Chop Rod. It's a couple different names on this car, but we're going to pin one down somewhere, there. And it may just be
1: Bill T's Chop Top now. But uh, <laughs> Because when I built that car, it sort of has some hot rod influence because, you know, the yeah. 39 nine four taillights. And
0: the 39 nine four taillights were a, were a different thing. The um, oh, and I want to talk about the Chop for a second. The first chop, suppose the first chop recorded in history is, is a guy named Creighton Mueller, and he chopped a '56 Beetle, and it's a, it's an. Oh, Are you talking about a Volkswagen chop? Yeah, the Volkswagen chop. It's a really awkward chop because the front windshield slanted back pretty hard, and and the chop doesn't flow. It's and an a angle. A lot of angled chop It's, an, it's yeah. an angled. It's like a. It's almost like a. They call it like a pull down right. chop. It's not a good look. And what's what's interesting about this car is I hate chop tops. I'm not a chop top guy, and this car. This car here for me, when I was getting the VW scene and buying my first magazines before I had a car and could afford a car, right. I would get this. I, I, I had the issue that I had this in the black
1: convertible. convertible. Yeah, which I also built. Which, that car went to Japan. Who's that car built for? Do you remember the guy's that you built it for? Yeah, uh, I got to think about that. I, was it a teenage guy? He was younger than me. And was it a was it a Carson top? Or was it a functioning convertible top? It was a Carson top, which I, I built for five VW Carson top cars. I'll show you pictures later. And
0: how, how many of those were featured in in the magazines? I know well, the black one. The first were one was an
1: orange one I built. It was featured in '83. Uh, it was orange with a white top. I got pictures of it here. I'll show you. That that car was on. Uh, it was like a some. It wasn't hot VWs. It was some
0: VW or something. It was some hot
1: rod. Derived VW magazine. I forget what it was called. I have the magazine somewhere.
0: Now, with the Carson Top cars that you did, the, the definition of Carson Top for VW people that don't understand terminology for, like, a, a Carson Top, the Carson Top is a removable... Liftoff top like that l- lift off. looks like
1: a convertible, but it's smoother. You can make your own shape because you don't have to worry about it folding.
0: And when you made those things, I mean, where, where did you get – I mean, obviously the inspiration for those comes from the hot rod scene.
1: Yeah, from the 50s hot rods. You know. And
0: so would, would you kind of say that, that maybe the, the, the Valley vibe or the Valley look kind of is heavily Hot Rod influenced?
1: Yeah. I, I would. In, and, in my world it was because I was into Hot Rods. And, and I think awesome. that bridging that Hot Rod gap over to
0: the the VW world was kind of doing something different because you know the thing in the Volkswagen world is – Every car is
1: the same. Same. Car. And, and most Volkswagen guys back then, they they graduated into a Porsche. Right. You know, they didn't go to the hot rod way. So right. I, I I did the Porsche thing too, but I was always into the hot rod thing too. So I was in the middle, kind of, which I still am. And and a lot of your influence. I mean, you, you,
0: your your 911 here is really clean. It's got a real clean look to it, and it kind of has a little bit of an R group vibe to it, but it's also. You can, I can I can see looking at it, I can see hot rod influence things that are on it. It's
1: you know, got a louver deck lid and a right. louvered roof and, yeah, and now, I'm, I'm not into stock stuff. You know.
0: Now, let me ask you a question about louvers. So when louvers were starting to become the hot thing, were you doing tons of louvers yeah, back then? I
1: have a louver press. I bought it in 1983. So that louver press, the same louver press that louvered every hood? And yeah, trump, still, it's sitting right there in the corner. still works. And, and everyone's last yeah. I was put some louvers in something uh like last week really (laughs) oh yeah you got you got uh,
0: louvered panels and stuff like that here and so a lot of the and
1: louvering as
0: soon as and that's the thing with louvers louvers were a hot rod thing as well correct yeah and now to see louvers start coming into the vw i mean i
1: I, I louvered so many vw decklids i I could do it blindfolded really yeah Yeah. i mean i probably did you know 300 (laughs) that's that's i still see cars to this day you know, like but beat up VWs, right? And I go, I did that. <laughs> yeah,
0: now, was there anything that you did on these cars that you did specifically? That let's like, say, so you like, you can look at a deck and say, I did that
1: one. I can tell by the shape of the louver because e- each louver die is different. Oh, really? Everybody that has a louver press has a different shape die. And so, so your
0: die, because of the way the, the way the shape of the louver, right? I can tell if it was it my die. Really? So,
1: but,
0: and so hoods. And what's the what's the craziest thing you ever had to louver?
1: I think I. I chopped, a, like, a 70s Chevy truck, and the guy wanted the roof louvered because like, I had the roof cut out. It's uh, a, and I louvered the roof and, and you know, and then put an aluminum, like, panel in there so it wouldn't leak. And then welded it, welded like, it back well, together. Welded
0: yeah. it back together
1: in the car. I seen a VW once with the whole roof louver, too, but I didn't do it.
0: That's a little That's a little over – That's a yeah. touch overboard. Yeah, I think. Right. So um, it's like where they start speed drilling the holes, like the lightweight right. holes. They just, I mean, you know,
1: louvers are to cool the engine, so it has to be – near the engine to make sense to me. It's not out of murder, you know, if you go to the can be cool your, <laughs> cool hair too. Yeah, that's true. Now
0: a lot of those cars back in the eighties, back in that time, you because of the hot rod influence, they really started to push towards crazy colors like pinks and teals. For, and, yeah, because the hot
1: rods were all getting painted the same colors at the time.
0: Yeah. So you so for inspiration for you you'd go to like a good guy show and you'd see stuff like ah, oh, we're doing that on a volkswagen and
1: kind of yeah not but, but a, like i painted a pink vw for my girlfriend at the time in like eight like 80 81 i think it, and so that was a big deal and pink I mean, wasn't a color you could get off the shelf no it was a factory porsche color it's a, it's called magenta really yeah but it's pink i mean it's bright it in
0: the in the 80s Wow. Yeah, it was eighty
1: one. I think I did Because
0: I know in the I know in the late in the late nineties uh, for the nine six four body style they came out and I mean Cyclone Typhoon. all But those no, guys. they had a
1: pink in the. It came out in like seventy one or two. It's called magenta. It's pink. Really? I mean, yeah, because
0: the it, like I said, the nineties, the, the nine six four had a bunch of. They had fuchsias, right? And all that stuff. Yeah, they had that, that, that turquoise.
1: That tur. I, did, I painted a Porsche that turquoise color about a year ago.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, there's 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 quite a variety of those of those colors and some of those things obviously looking at your 911 here is that a factory 911 color
1: no i made i made that color you mix that
0: color because it has kind of an audi influence in like kind of yeah i
1: i actually i mixed some porsche i had a couple of gallons of different color of porsche I, I had some uh, golf blue and some slate gray and and I dumped those together, and I put a little yellow, and that's where that color came from. And now, it's, <laughs> a, and now as a painter, is that kind of what
0: dictates your your car? Like, well, I got this and that left over. That's what we're painting the car.
1: No, I wanted to paint a, gray, a grayish color, so I just started messing around. It wasn't like I was trying to save money or anything. It was, it's,
0: a, it's a beautiful it's color. And how hard – is if that car got dinged, how hard would that be to match? Well,
1: I made a gallon extra, so oh. I still have it. <laughs> so you, I can match it if I had to.
0: So you, you prepared for that. Yeah. Now – Getting back to red chop, chop rod, rag chop, whatever we're calling my red car, the 65. My, your car, my, my new car, your old car. The story on that car is, you, so you chop the roof, you go through the process to do that. I mean, is that the first car that you chopped?
1: No. So you chop cars before. The, fir- the first VW I chopped, I think it was an oval window. The guy gave me the body. This was like in 1979 or 80. And I experimented. I threw it in the trash.
0: You threw the yeah. chop in the trash or the yeah. whole body? Yeah, the whole
1: car. Yeah.
0: You're like, sorry, bro. you got to get a little body. No, it was
1: my car. So, oh. I, you know, was,
0: <laughs> so the guy wanted you to chop. Or you experimented on your car before car. you did his yeah. car?
1: No, it was my car. The oval window was my car. Somebody gave me the body, and I tried to chop it. and I you weren't so successful. I wasn't successful. <laughs> and so...
0: This is now your second attempt at chopping a car.
1: No. I.
0: Well, as far as a Volkswagen? Or did you I chop a Volkswagen. Volkswagens? Yeah I,
1: th- yeah, I think that was the first. I'd done some convertible Volkswagens with cars and tops before that. But that was the first, you know, steel top VW that I ever chopped successfully. How
0: are you able – now, how did you figure the cal- – I mean, how much cutting welding does it take to figure out the – Portions of cutting that top. I mean, is it constantly like cut, trim an inch, trim an yeah, inch? Yeah, you kind of cut
1: and go. Is you know,
0: and then I, you kind of mock it up, tack it in place, look at the shape because the shape of this car is what really drew me to this car. Like, it's a, it's it's a chop, and how much is chopped out of this car? Would you say three,
1: four, three or four inches? I, I I really I wanted a '64 earlier with a thicker window seal, right? Because t- to me, they look way better. I never liked the, the thin, the, the smaller. I never windows. liked the thin window seal Right, sixty-five and later. But right. I had this car, so I chopped it, and I, I, still today it would look a lot better if it, it would it really had a thicker door post. If it had the thicker door post, it would be a better looking <laughs> car to me. You know, well because so, you
0: look at the split windows they have a smaller windshield. Everything right, seems yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah, they look better.
0: Yeah, it's just a, it's it's just no. I just fun.
1: started cutting and tacking, and I, there was no planning, no measuring, no you know, it just kind of happened.
0: So now I got asked the question. So the the car has got original Magnies and BRMs on it right at this time brms were like
1: well when i first chopped it i had uh steel wheels with like painted steel wheels with like beauty rings and hubcaps right More so like a hot rod like a hot look. rod look that and then a, f- a friend of mine had a shop and some guy had left these brms stored in there you know yeah years ago and he that I, I think i paid him a thousand dollars for them but they were really rare a thousand
0: then. a thousand bucks back then was big money because those wheels weren't but they were no still way. worth
1: a lot more money at the time yeah no question
0: and, then, and, and so was your influence like oh man they're rare wheels and i want oh yeah them i always want well, yeah
1: yeah i didn't, you know i wanted them you know i knew what they were and, and i but they were you know and i painted them red and like i painted them red that day and took them to the tire store and had tires and you know mounted on them like i did it all in one day because i was excited you're about super, it. <laughs> yeah. super, pumped, super pumped up right
0: now those wheels being magnesium is it, is, it, is it a different way to work with those wheels like when you're sanding them and prepping them for paint yeah i it mean they,
1: yeah and they go you know the, the shiny part of them goes dull in a couple of days yeah and
0: so i mean like you're you're just a slave to polishing right. those wheels no matter what you know I ever
1: when i put the brms on it i i was f- kind of afraid to drive the car because Couple of them were welded up all the way around the inside the rim tire yeah. area, so I, I was always afraid to drive it. But I I started driving it, you know,
0: and I got to be honest with you, I, that's the same concern that I <laughs> yeah. have with
1: car because
0: I'm sitting here thinking like, well, you know, if I hit a huge pothole, there's you know fifteen hundred bucks, two grand for a wheel if you can if you can find, find one.
1: one, you know. And I, I remember one Easter we the whole family went to dinner at some restaurant in Arcadia. Which was you know like 40 miles from and I drove that car to there it was fine you know yeah that so was, then I, that was my first trial you know that was your longest ride right I had more nerve back then I was younger <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little more brave and so this car what makes you decide to sell this car I I'd recently you know got married and had a kid I got married bought a house and I already had a kid and but I got married and bought a bought a house the exact same time i sold that car so i needed the money to buy the house and then what, now how did you feel because you i think i got sixty five hundred dollars for the car yeah you were telling me you got you i got, think that's what it was you had
0: like four grand in it so right i had not, no money in you it. you cut a fat hog right? right that was a lot of
1: money back in 1988
0: now you sell this car and it's have you always had a car for yourself or usually like the shoemaker has no
1: shoes yeah i've always had something so I mean, you, there's there's been a couple short periods of time, but you usually get to the point where you finish a car yeah. for
0: yourself at least once. Right. Now looking at the car and seeing the car, I mean, how long did you own it for when it was finished? Probably not, and maybe a year. And then maybe. to sell it, did it bother you to sell it? No, know, It's never bothered to me to sell a car. And you're always just like, I I'm just, I'll just build
1: another, you yeah. know, build another one. I'll build one better. Right. So in, in like ninety. 90, I and then at the time my wife had a VW a real nice VW with a 48 Weber motor and the alloys on it so I had that all the time but then in 91 I bought another a 60 convertible and chopped the top and built another Carson top car
0: and that car was that car that is car featured as well in
1: VW trends it was now, it was maroon with a white top would after you became
0: known like in the VW scene, and you started doing a lot of hot rod stuff, would you just kind of turn away the VW guys like, hey guys? Like no, a, I mean, guys you still... you, I
1: built a couple of Carson Top cars for some customers you know, during that period. And when
0: you build a Carson Top car, are you doing a wood frame on that thing? No, it's thing? metal. So, so like, you make a, a tube steel frame? Right. Board?
1: And the front header is usually wood, You know, the one above the windshield. That's arced. Right. And then the rest of it's all metal. And then you co- cover it with aluminum and then put foam on that.
0: And then
1: uh, I mean, I have I have one right there that I just built the top on that car. Oh, on that uh, 30, 34?
0: Yeah. So you, so you're kind of known for building Carson tops. Yeah, I've you, built building...
1: a lot of Merc, you know, like fifty Merc ones and stuff.
0: Have you ever had to build a Carson top? Like somebody just calls in a Carson yeah, top. I, I,
1: in fact, that's the most thing I get. called. Ship it. You can't. You, you got to have the car because you know you got to build the top to the car.
0: And what's it like? A, a guy wants a Carson top. What's a Carson top gonna run?
1: I get about 2500 to build a frame. and then. So build the frame,
0: and then that doesn't include a upholstery. Right, upholstery is the another
1: couple grand. And then you mm-hmm. don't do the upholstery? No. That's one thing, cause I didn't see a sewing machine around. No, here, I don't so do it I, My, my <laughs> first job I had when I was between 16 and 18, I worked for an automotive upholstery shop. How was that? Yeah, in fact, I, I talked to him the other day, my, my old boss. <laughs> Did he say, "Hey, man"? He still you has, sh- has a shop. <laughs> did you say, "Did you save
0: all that change you found under the seats"? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like the bonus. No, of no that I, job. I
1: needed to actually do something. He said he'd do it for me. So
0: nice. And so you you started out with doing upholstery, and now you're still connected to it to some extent, building the Carson right.
1: tops. I mean, I know how to do upholstery. I, I, i like this Merc here. That this is my car. I've kind of done some of the upholstery in that. You know?
0: Oh, really? That's yeah. your car? That's my car. Yeah, that's a nice car. I figure it's too nice to be the, no, the
1: shoemaker's car. That's my car. I have <laughs> had that car. That car's been in my possession for 25 years.
0: You're a rare breed because most painters that I know don't even have a painted car. They drive around something with a bunch of dents and stuff in it because they never get around to...
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, sometimes but The problem is when you have your own car, to, to do it, you got to put everybody else's shit to the side. And, and, right. And it, it, it's... It's not good business wise, you know. You kind of piss some people off sometimes. No. I, <laughs> so, well, yeah. Like, hey, how come you're not working on my
0: car? Your car looks like
1: it's made some progress. Right. Yeah. And. But now that I'm older, I don't. I don't really care. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You uh,
0: want. You want to enjoy. Like you don't right. do all this hard work.
1: Yeah, I'm in a position now where I I, I, I don't have to work to support a family or anything, so I can do what I want.
0: Yeah, it's a little a little less yeah. pressure. Right. You can kind of do. Follow your follow your passion and, right. and and reap the rewards of your capabilities and skill set. I mean, I definitely shot. I mean, look, the Porsche I'm looking at has no slouch. The 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 Merc behind me is who?
1: Merc. Yeah, thir- thirty nine Merc. Thirty
0: nine Merc. I mean, that's a that's an unbelievable car. And that's this is a candy paint on that.
1: Yeah, it's brandy wine. Dick Dick Dean originally started that car. He's dead now. A famous customizer. Really, you know, his kid, kid, Dean, his name was Kid, kid Dean. Kid Dean, yeah, he was into VWs. Yeah,
0: he had the red squareback. In,
1: in fact, his kid is the, the, that was the first car he ever chopped. this car I his, had to fix it. His, his, <laughs> yeah, really. I, I got pictures of this when I got it from,
0: because he has he had the
1: chopped squareback, right? Right. And
0: that so car. we were actually, kind of
1: friends. We we knew each other. So were they from the valley too? No, they were at Orange County. He's he's in Hemet now. And is he still doing custom cars? Yes. Yeah, he's same age as me so that car has got tie, that car's that car's this car's kind of got a lot of famous history so
0: and what's funny is you, you know i see a lot of the vw history intertwines with hot rodders and all the stuff because <laughs> i think you know my two cents is a lot of vw people start out being do it yourself kind of guys and then they end up getting into the trade and then they evolve, right? We started with Volkswagens and then we move into this, then move into that. But it's starting to get that respect now because the guys are our age and from our yeah, generation. And the
1: cars are becoming more they're valuable now. A lot
0: more because people are willing to pay, you know, double or three times what you sold a car for in the eighties for a car that's kind of beat up that was done right. back then. But and, and part of it is it's funny because the, the scenes we used to throw in the trash, the wink mirrors and all that stuff, the baby yeah, turbos, it's, yeah. it, it's all coming back. It's all like – Really? All that stuff's pop- – <laughs> See, I was
1: never into that. I, it's it, all, I could, I could all never the get, stuff that was – It was, was the, junk. Yeah. I, I just throw that stuff in the trash.
0: Well, but you're coming at it from the standpoint of the hot rod scene.
1: They used to put goofy those goofy mirrors on yeah, the outside. The baby turbos. Yeah, yeah the baby turbos. I, mean, I never got into that. The but tornadoes. Yeah. You
0: know? And then the wink mirror. They had the big wink mirror and stuff. But a lot of that stuff is really starting to come back, and, and, and a testament to that is what they're doing at the Grand National Roadster Show, where you would normally see a Merck like this. Right. Merck. Grand National Roadster Show this year is going to specifically have one whole building that's just for Volkswagens, and they're trying to they're trying to get like Kidney Squareback. They're trying to get a bunch of stuff that was. Is
1: that Squareback still around? Unique.
0: I'm not 100 percent certain, but I think it may still be around. I'm not.
1: That was a pretty nice car. Yeah. It was chopped on an angle, kind of. Right,
0: it was like a pull-down like yeah. pull chop. Right. And interestingly enough, with those cars, some of these cars being around, you know, Aaron's car was at the 80s product right. last with, year. With Bob's car. With Bob's car. And then uh, you had Top
1: Gun, which was that Yeah, wild. yeah, yeah. The thing the guy had. Back then, he had, like, $80,000 in it or something. Yeah, with, like,
0: a mid-engine Porsche set up yeah. in it. And it was, like, teak, like, teak uh, wicker, had rattan seats in it. It was classic. Yeah, it was right out of the late 70s. There was a couple, there
1: was a few cars back then that some older guys owned, that they put huge money in them. They always got kind of ugly. They, <laughs> they put too much money in them. And it, there was that Carmen Ghia with... It was like neon like painted everywhere. I don't know if you remember that oh, car. Oh, you're talking
0: about uh, you're talking about Chris Are you talking about Chris Addington's yeah, Rodbuster? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. That car was painted three times. Well, I had Chris on the podcast about he's so he's up in Bakersfield. I had Chris on the But he podcast. was older, right? I mean Chris is Chris is probably uh, uh, mid mid 60s. The car, the car was
1: like charcoal gray with like neon like paint everywhere sort of, right? Is that the car?
0: Well, it was it was red. It had three iterations of that car. It was brown at first. Then it was crystal blue persuasion. Then it was blue, blue. and that's when it was right stuff. It was on the cover. Of hobby right the stuff. That's the
1: car I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's that that's car. The then
0: car. became Rod Buster.
1: Uh, so that was the same car. The, the, yeah, I I thought that was so ugly. You know, at the time I was like, man, what's wrong with that guy? Well, that yeah. got
0: the guy went and he, you know, he was he's an architect and he he knew how to program CAD. And, and so, so he started doing a lot of the programming to make custom parts. And and his philosophy behind building that car is was to shame the hot rod people and build a car that would beat any hot rod that was built. Yeah, but, you know. The, and, the, it, uh, yeah. and it goes over the top. I mean, that yeah, car for sure is 100% over the top. Totally it's, it's, over the top, yeah. It sits in a temperature-controlled room. I mean, it's. Uh, it's
1: still around. Oh, yeah. And that, car, took, was building, and, that, that car, car was
0: built in. 2011, he took that car. was built in, like, the late 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. In 2011, he took that car back down to bare metal, rebody worked the whole thing, and repainted the entire car. Huh. I mean, it's 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 insane the amount of uh, the, the amount of detail that he put into that that equipment. But you know, in those days, it continued to keep becoming like like this car, the, the, like rag chop, the one that right. I the, the one that I now. Own. This car is not detailed anywhere near the level of cars. No, it was, a, it was just a street
1: car to drive. It was a all,
0: driver. Right. And then when I'm talking to Jim, Jim says they're making him go in full custom now. Because, because it's chopped up. Because and so you're going
1: against all those cars with the mirrors underneath. Correct. And, and, you know, and, you know, and some friends of mine had some of those cars with the mirrors, and I painted them for him. And which, cars, which cars? There was a yellow notchback. Yeah. That was all chromed underneath. Off the ground and that was was full show. Yeah, that was actually my wife's. That, he was married to my wife before I was married to her. Wow. We still talk, but I don't talk to the we don't talk to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have one thing in common. Neither <laughs> anybody, no, no one talks to the wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then
0: so when you get when you got projects like that back then in those days, what were paint jobs cost? What was it cost to paint that car? Nothing?
1: Yeah, I was like I remember like you get like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, you know. I think Aaron paid me two grand to do his whole car or something. So body work and paint it? Right. That's <laughs> insanity. But the, it, but the quality wasn't you know it wasn't where it is today no there's no there's no question about that
0: but I think I think there's but there's a uniqueness to the cars that were built in the 80s even some of the nicest ones that weren't so nice. now Chris Addington's rodbuster is an anomaly right that yeah, an anomaly. yeah the, that guy took the I ask, the, the I ask a rule book, broke it down and looked and took everything literally and it said
1: so he built that car to, to pass the rule book to the car show b-
0: he built that car. That there was no way that car would never win at a car show. Like it was degree of difficulty, right. amount of detail, all the but but, so,
1: but the car sitting on the ground driving down the road just look doesn't. It's not right, all that exciting. That, that car doesn't drive
0: down the road. Right, exactly. That,
1: that was purpose built. But, but it, and there was there was quite a few of them that were there was a lot what, of cars that, that like were
0: that. like that. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, George Delfino had the. He had the uh, the square back that was the roof was chopped on. It had a tunnel cover on the back, and I mean, there's a bunch of cars yeah, that had, started getting those crazy paint jobs. Now you were doing the scallops
1: and flames like that. Did you ever get in like the crazy neon looking paint jobs or any of that stuff? A little bit. I did some you know graphic type paint jobs. You did some airbrushing. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't into it. I didn't like it personally, so it wasn't your. I shied kid. away from it. I could yeah. do it, but I wasn't. I just thought it was like a, I called them boat paint jobs, right? You know, I, I wasn't into boat paint jobs, so.
0: And judging by the cars you have here, I mean, you drive your cars?
1: Yeah. like the, I drive that, you know, when it's cold out, I drive the Porsche almost every day. And yeah. the, mark, the Mark, I drive it all the time, too. Really? This thing has a whole late model drivetrain in there. It, What What's it sitting on? Uh, like an 80, 86 G body. Really? It's, it's still got that original X member. Dick Dean did that. And did I, he really? I can't change it because Dick Dean did it.
0: It, but it, and that and that's part of the that's part of the thing. Yeah, but I've important.
1: redone it. I've I put narrowed a arms. I've I put you know because you can buy anything for a G body. So it's got coilovers in the back and different trailing arms. I have stuff.
0: advice for you. Don't ever buy a 65 Riviera because they don't make anything. Oh, I know. I've,
1: I've owned a, like three Rivieras. I have one. Yeah. And was, that was they the don't worst, make anything. You get like worst car to buy to do and they're customization. not the best driving car. You know, they're a little clumsy. Listen, they're I not got horrible, a, but they're a little clumsy.
0: I'm convinced by the sales brochure that it is the, uh, Wouldn't you? Ra- wouldn't you really rather have a Buick? Like... It was the classy. It was car. supposed to
1: be a Cadillac originally. It was.
0: It was slated to be a Cadillac LaSalle
1: Project X seven one five to be exact. And the, and the guy that designed it, he he was in Europe and he, he saw a roof on a Rolls Royce. That's why the roof's so square. Yeah. So he no, they were, they're they're good looking cars. They're they're super sharp looking cars,
0: but they don't make anything. For I got them.
1: a picture of mine over there. I'll show you. I'll take a look. at that. <laughs> but, yeah. I had another 911. My mom bought a 911 brand new. Did you really? So I got that car in 2013. I traded, I had a 54 Chevy pickup, a really nice one, hot rod. And my, my dad wanted my truck, and my mom had that. It was sitting in the garage hadn't run in about 10 years so
0: you ended up getting the
1: Porsche so I traded him the Porsche he gave me the Porsche and a 39 Ford pickup hot rod for my 50, 54 Chevy pickup nice. and I kept and I, I didn't know much about the I for, i had been out of the Porsche world so long and, I was, and in the middle of the thing we hadn't actually swapped cars yet. I go you know I found out that car's worth a lot of money and we shouldn't trade you know we, should, we I don't let's just not do the it trade to have that car, but they, my mom goes well I was going to give it to you anyway you know and perfect did you keep it so i got it and, it, and i put new webers on it because it had been sitting a while what year was it 69
0: so it had been forgotten about so long it was base, long wheelbase 911
1: right was the first year for mm-hmm. it. and it had a but it had a it had a you know like three or four different motors in it over the period cause, oh really because she kept my mom kept blowing the motors up right. I, I don't know how but so well, the last I- motor they put in it was a was a like a totally rebuilt 67 aluminum motor the motor's worth like the you know? s
0: motor yeah motor right okay. the
1: motor's worth like 40 grand sure so but i i found the motor i paid 700 for it in like in the 80 1983 or 4 and my dad put that in there and that's the motor that was in it when i got it so the car was like a pretty nice drivable painted presentable you know yeah if you saw it going down the road look restored and and i ha- had it and, and I was doing a bunch of Porsches at the time. After I got that car, I hooked up with this Porsche shop. You showed
0: up at some Porsche place, and all of a sudden, like, "Oh, you paint cars?" Right. Well, I, I, I kind of knew
1: this Porsche guy that had a Porsche. You know, he did mechanical, and he's a he kind of. He got a big shop. He's a famous guy. So I, I went over there to buy some parts from him, and he goes, "Oh, you still painting cars?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, I got like 20 Porsches I need painted." I know. I know Rod Emery's I knew his grandfather really well. Oh, did you? The custom car guy. Yeah. So. So I ended up started. This whole shop was full of Porsches, and I started doing Porsches. And they're
0: they're different than hot rod guys. Yeah,
1: weird guys. But I wasn't dealing with the customers. I was only dealing with him. Right. He was getting the jobs, and he was keeping the,
0: the Porsche files out of here because right. They
1: were, but then they started creeping in the customer, and and he and then I finished one car and he wouldn't pay me. A customer, th- customer? His customer. Oh really? And he wouldn't pay me. And I kept telling him when I get done with this car, I need you to pay me the day that it leaves, you have you to pay me the And he went, he didn't have the money. So I had I had sixteen Porsches in here, outside in here. There was nothing but Porsche. And, and so I didn't I just called him. I waited about two weeks, never heard from him. And I, I called him up and I said the flatbed's coming. You're there at the shop, right? And he goes, Yeah. And I go, just one after another is coming back. Just letting you know. And,
0: and to those days never paid you?
1: No, I kept the car. The, oh, did you? And he paid me for that car like a week later, and I was doing a car for uh, for the the famous actor. It was his deal too. It was uh, Gary Oldman? You know,
0: oh, Gary Oldman had a he had a nine eleven.
1: No, it was a it was a five fifty spider reproduction, but we made it look like a real one. Like a back, So yeah. I kept that car because I didn't want to screw over Gary, <laughs> and 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 he gave me the money for the other car. And, we still talk, but I don't. Yeah, I don't work for. I, I just.
0: Yeah, sometimes it, like it's almost the best thing that you can get is to subcontract the workout from somebody but, as long as they can write the checks. But
1: but then he kept sending. The, he started sending the customers over, oh, no. and I go if I'm if your customers are coming over the price doubles, right? You know, so I only work for you. I don't want the customers. Yeah, in. I mean, the, the Porsche, So it just it fell apart. It lasted you know, three or four years. And but still, it Porsche does
0: Porsche guys that will deal with how it is to deal with you, which <laughs> is like
1: right. Like I I just got that Porsche. Oh, I'm gonna restore that car. That guy brought that in the other full day. Full restoration? Full yeah.
0: So you'll do a full restoration too?
1: No somebody else is doing the motor. The, the guys that are doing the motor in Orange County, they, they used to be in DKP. So okay.
0: So you'll do the you, so you'll do the disassembly paint yeah, I'll do body all the paint. I'm gonna have the
1: interior done. Right. E- I mean, everything will be done except the motor and but you'll and,
0: do disassembly <laughs> disassembly. My <chair> broke. Yeah, <laughs> disassembly, paint body, and reassembly.
1: Correct. Yeah. That's I
0: mean I'm glad I didn't break the chair Yeah. because then we just would have to talk about my weight for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, we can, I mean, I, I, I can get wrapped up on it, but I, I wanted to uh, just, you know, my purpose for coming here and interviewing you is to kind of nail down some of the history that took place about louvers and scallops and those types of things that were coming out of the valley right. back in the early 80s and, and get the history down from the people that were there that did it.
1: I mean, like every lowered VW in the valley... Oh, any lower vw in the valley at the time pretty much like I, can, I, yeah it seems like i was doing it if like, i saw one that i didn't do it was it was a rare thing
0: so w- was your shop doing more than just um than just paint jobs would, would you do the suspension things like that yeah. as well
1: yeah i used to lower them and
0: yeah so you did the lowering and everything you didn't you weren't just you weren't just a pretty face doing no
1: paint. no i was yeah i was building car you know i, 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 I wasn't building motors I put a motor in, but, but you'd I, assemble,
0: I assemble, disassemble. Yeah, I put a whole car together. do it. suspension. Man, that's pretty awesome. Well, I listen. I'm I'm glad you took the time to. I know you're super busy, and you know I'm glad that we're able to sit down and do it because I drove 112 miles to do this detour on my way home. But it's <laughs> yeah. totally worth it because the, I, I want you to know that that car inspired me mm-hmm. for my Volkswagen passion so, and so. So that
1: car is the one that got you. It's kind of into the obvious. There, f- there,
0: there was a few cars that. That car, because it was in that issue of Hot VWs with uh, with the black chop top, the Valley Boys, I would keep going to that car. So my first painted Volkswagen was painted red with a white insert with red five spokes. And it looked so, so good to me because in my head it connected to that, to that car. car. And I had a white so, rag top. In it. So what and year was that? That was 1990, probably 92. And how, how old you were I would have been. Not, well, I'd have been twenty. Either. I'd have been twenty years old. 20. 20, 72. Yeah. So I'd have been, I'd 20. been twenty years old. So it's like, I got my first Volkswagen when I was eighteen. It was a hardcore piece of trash that it should have been crushed. But you know, when I finally found my '63 ragtop, man, it was like you copied that car except for the chop. It, it, yeah. it influenced. It influenced my build heavily. I didn't copy it because I did a white insert because yeah. now the two-tone rage was coming in, like right. the two-tone the, the white door inserts. But that car. It really inspired me to do stuff. And like I said, my first, and I wish I could find a picture of my first ragtop because it was red and see, it was Porsche Guards Red. Right, which is a little different
1: color. It was a little orangier than But that. real yeah. similar. Similar. Real yeah. similar Very on drive by, the average, right. you
0: know, and red five spokes with the chrome lip and it, 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 it was white
1: insert. Were, uh, they, were they original five spokes or? No,
0: no. They were, they, they were, they were gold American Eagles off the shelf. And uh, we're in Vegas, man. All the yeah, good yeah. stuff. You guys would come from California to our wrecking yards and strip it all down. And That's another. My
1: my parents bought a brand new '67 Bug, you know, when I was a kid. Yeah. An Impy edition. Did they really? Yeah, and, and I, and they sold it to my cousin who was older than me for our, her first car. And one of the wheels cracked, and so she took the wheels off and put some chrome wheels on it. And she put the wheels in the garage. And in like 1980, I, I had to like. We weren't really talking to that part of the family, but I, right. w- I went over there and mm-hmm. had to like get in an argument with my aunt to get the wheels <laughs> to figure out how to strike up the <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah, because cousin- I was talking to my cousin, but-, but the wheels were at her mom's house, who was like, you know, everybody was at odds in the family, so, and my cousin said, oh, you can just have those wheels, you know, so I went over there with my cousin, but my aunt came out kind of not too thrilled. Right, and, so what are you doing here? Right, right. I took the wheels. You're like, these wheels. I'm
0: <laughs> so, like, You'll never see me again. So
1: that was my first set of original five spokes. And where did those wheels end up? On a car that uh, my first VW that I had. Yeah. Which,
0: gone down the road.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened to that car. The, the old, I have a picture of it on my phone.
0: Well, I listen, I wanna I wanna thank you for the job that you did on that car, the inspiration that you gave me to, to go throughout my VW hobby building cars and doing that. And if anybody, I mean, you still obviously are active and painting cars and doing all this stuff right now. Anybody wants to get in touch with you. How do they get in touch with you? Are you on Facebook?
1: No. Instagram? No. I don't, Website? Do, I don't go on the computer. So you're, you're, you can Google my name and you yeah, you
0: Google your name and I might put a little link. To There's it. some bad
1: stuff and good stuff. Listen, you know. <laughs> you're not doing it right if you're not getting any bad stuff,
0: but it's probably from a Porsche guy would that. But uh, yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. That's how I found it. The,
1: the, the worst yeah, the, there's the a, worst customer you had. Well, I never even met the guy. It, the, uh, another shop brought the car, left it, sat here for like three years. And, and, and I the, kept asking the other shop, what's up with this car? And uh, just, I don't know. what That guy disappeared. I don't know. It's
0: funny. That's a story on Pelican Parks. Yeah. A guy that, goes on that's there made, That like, whole story is made up. And he says, I had Scott Gildner paint a car, best kept secret in in Northridge. This right. guy does phenomenal. And judging by what I see here, you do phenomenal work. And he says, and so this guy puts his post on just singing your praises, and one guy's like, "Yeah, I had him do a car for me." And so the truth is,
1: you never did the car for him.
0: Right? Some third party shop right. dropped exactly. it off here, exactly. And it was abducted, and
1: you didn't know. It but there's, there's another story on there that I stole this guy's car. That-
0: you look like a car thief. Yeah, a little yeah. like Nick Cage. Yeah, and I,
1: I, I never, I, I, <laughs> I the car was here, I, but I never met the guy. That, you know, I just gave it back to the shop. And and,
0: I, and and you know, if you want, I'll publish your address on the podcast link if people want to come by here to show you. Just, yeah, just product. put my
1: phone number. Yeah, I'll put your phone number. I'm in hiding. You know. Yeah. I
0: like it. I, I like it. it was like I had to knock three times on the door so mm-hmm. he'd open it up. He slid a little eye slit over and he made sure who I was who I said I was. And yeah, so. they can
1: just call me. You know.
0: No, listen, man, I'm I'm glad you made time for the podcast. I'm hoping you're going to be out there at the Grand National Roadster Show.
1: I'm going to go. I'm going to try to get that 34 Ford done. Yeah.
0: That would be nice, man. Well, well, thanks for taking the time with us today. And uh, I'll definitely have uh, a way for our listeners to reach out to you. And and you're still – so you get a car that's fairly decent shape, doesn't need tons of metalwork, Beetle. stripped down paint job in and out, like bodywork paint,
1: it can range from what to what? You know, for, uh, four or five to ten. Four, four to five
0: thousand to ten thousand bucks. In right. Time. Depends
1: if I'm taking it apart, putting it together. Yeah,
0: if the, yeah, if somebody just brings a roller in here. Right. You know,
1: I'd rather just paint it and get rid of it. You know, yeah, yeah, I, That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. So if
0: somebody's got their project at home, they want it pulled apart, they maybe need an apron replacement. Your right, yeah. Stuff, the tip, right. Front rear aprons, a couple door dings, whatever, something like that. You're going to be from five to ten grand. Right. Turn the car out of here. What kind of timeline? You know, probably could be probably six, six
1: months, six, no, six weeks, you know, two months, depends, depends on what your backlog I mean, of work is, right? And and look, if the owner wants it quick or slow, you know, some guys don't some want to, guys can afford it that fast, right.
0: yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man, taking the time out for the podcast, and uh, for sure, I look forward to seeing you there. And uh, man, thanks, thanks for building that
1: now. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad, glad somebody has it that appreciates it, yeah. I'll
0: tell you know. I'm about to right now, that car will never. That girl never
1: be treated like it was. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: all right, guys. Well, Bill for Let's Talk Dubs, man. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Well, we'll have Scott Gilner back on again because I've been in touch with him since then. He's got a bunch more stories and a lot of history from the San Fernando Valley. And uh, I definitely want to document a lot of that history and get him on the podcast. So, I uh, hope to see you guys out here in Las Vegas next week. Go to letstalkdubs.com, <clears throat> showtime, and take a look at The details that are going to be going on next weekend for the poker run to win $1,500 cash. Also, to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com slash store. Pick up some merch as well as like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you get uh, some of the updated videos that I do, like the one that I did last weekend when I picked up Rag Chop. So, Until next week, guys. Later.
1: station wagon